The road to 150 stream draft continues here at Best Ball Breakfast, where every single Monday morning and coming future mornings, more on that in a second, we draft Best Ball Mania teams as we chase $3 million, as we chase the defending champ, Karain, all today on Best Ball Breakfast. Let's roll. Oh, another Influencer 101 for the backward hats, bro. Rig! Zach Ertz with no Tyler Algier bringback? Yikes. You reached a round for correlation? That's a no-no. You ADP bros disgust me. How about you just live a little? Handcuffing might actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. The Wi-Fi at this resort is a disaster? These fucking streamers don't have player takes. What if a piss boy draft is the room you need? Oh! Now I'm required to shave for you guys? Someone forgot to shave? Here I was just thinking I was going to ease into this show you know, like a very friendly, amicable atmosphere. And you want me to shave for you, Mad Socks? What have you ever done for me? Take a selfie of yourself right now. I want head to toe. I want to see your outfit. I want to see how presentable you are. And at me with it on Twitter, and we'll pull it up on stream. We'll see how you look this morning, Mad Socks. Let's see what kind of what kind of tip-top shape you're in, bud. Yeah, so what? I forgot to shave. It's been like 10 days. This is 10 days of not shaving. Pete Peach Fuzz out here. How are we doing? GMs, GMs, look at you guys fired up to chat today. Okay, this is what we like. No skill, all luck says the stubble is sexy. Now we're cooking. That's the kind of positive reinforcement I need on a Monday morning after hanging out with my college buds for the weekend, drinking, gambling, feeling a little haggard. I need someone telling me my stubble is sexy. That's, that's what's going to get me fired up for this draft. How are we doing, everybody? Shout out to Phil, helping me with some production on the back end, on the ones and twos. Him and Nick doing some great work. The chest hair? Oh, yeah, you want a little chest hair? Okay, there you go. There it is. I'm finally becoming a man. Doing these 150 drafts have put some chest on my hair. It's all the coffee in best ball drafts. If any of you post or uh, post, any of you prepubescent boys out there trying to get chest on your hair, just drink a lot of coffee. And do a lot of best ball drafts. You'll become a man in no time. In no time. All right. It is time to pour a coffee. I've been so parched in, in this show, what it does to me. And again, if anyone's new around here, I know we've added some new subscribers over the past couple of weeks. Some of you subscribe because you want more DFS drama going on at Rumpier Sports. Check out Lowell's uh, from the other day. 10,000 people of you care <laughs> about the, the inner workings of Rumpier Sports. But uh, a lot of you are here for best ball. And a big tradition on this show, Best Ball Breakfast, is we pour some coffee, okay? It's what we do. And uh, I need everyone to be quiet. Everyone stop staring at my sexy stubble and just appreciate the noise, the ambient wonder of the pour. Oh, no, I'm spilling. Oh, no. Oh, no. We got a spill situation. This is a rough morning. Wow, the poor, I think what you guys saw on the poor looked good on the back end. Disaster. Absolute disaster. That's what we're working with here. Absolute disaster this morning. The vibes, oh man, I am a true piss boy right now. A true piss boy. What in the world happened? Oh no. Oh no. This is, is this... Is this a bad omen? 
Does this mean I'm just going to have brutal drafts? Oh, no. Oh, no. Piss boys in the house. Great start to the day. Look at this. Look at it. Okay. You know what? I, I No skill, all luck. I don't know if I even recognize you in the chat that much. I don't know. Are you a regular commenter? But you first tell me my stubble's sexy. Then you say the stains on the shorts are sexy. I, you're hired as my official hype man. You you are just absolutely hired. You you spin zone anything I mess up. If I accidentally handcuff two running backs in this draft, I just need you coming out and saying, well, actually, it's kind of sexy. It's kind of sexy here. Um, appreciate you guys. Did everyone here have a, a good weekend in the chat here? The Monday of all Mondays. Oh, yeah, we are absolutely ripe to tilt. Blowing coffee and $50 in a single morning. We call that a Monday around here. We call that a Monday. Burt Bondi bragging about his Mark Andrews, Lamar at the 3-4 turn. How rich. How rich. All right, we're in the draft. I did tip off the value hounds in the Discord for this one, so hopefully a few of you guys were able to get in. Here, let me get organized. Let me get set with my overlays. Got to have the overlays. All right, there we go. There we go. What did I get? What am I? I'm the one seven today. The one seven. All right. We can we can live with the one seven. We can live with that, I suppose. I mean, why not? We don't have any other choice but to live with it. For those of you who are Best Ball Value Hound YouTube members, you get access to a private Discord in the Deposit Kingdom Discord. I got the link down below. You become a YouTube member. You go and sync your Deposit Kingdom Discord account with your YouTube account. That will unlock the Best Ball Breakfast channel. Then there's a role within there, and I realize this sounds complicated. It sounds like the uh, like the Nathan for you one where they're doing the TV buyback, and you have to like crawl through the hole, and then there's an alligator there, and then if you get all the way there, they'll price match your TV. I realize that's how this sounds. Um, once you're in there, there is a role you can select. It's BBB draft alerts. And then anytime about to hit hop in a draft, I will tip you guys off ahead of these chat rats, these freeloader chat rats. And then you guys can try to hop in the draft with me. So I see some friends and family in here today. Also becoming a YouTube member gets you access to all the best ball after dark streams. There were no best ball after dark streams this past weekend because I was tied up but I will have one uh, this coming week. I think I'm going to do it Thursday night. We, of course, have the Memorial Day weekend coming up. So going to front load that on Thursday night. And now seems like a good time to say there will be a special regular Wednesday edition of Best Ball Breakfast debuting this week. I don't know if I should tease it more. I think I'm just going to get it out of the way. Going forward on Wednesdays, I'll be doing two drafts with two different guests. The first draft will be with the defending champ, Pat Corain, chasing Corain himself. The second draft will be with my favorite fantasy analyst in the entire industry, Sean Siegel from Rotoviz, the godfather of Zero RB. Those double headers coming every Wednesday morning, 10 a.m., same time, two drafts. And I am on the clock here. Do we do a Bijan or do we worry about a piss boy room? What do we do here? You know what? I, I don't have a single share of Stefan Diggs yet in Best Ball Mania. That doesn't feel right. I, I want I just want to wake up with a dig share today. There we go. I want to wake up with a dig share. I don't want to live in a world where I don't have any Stefan Diggs on my Best Ball Mania teams. 
Chris, every Wednesday it's them or switching guests every Wednesday. Every Wednesday it's going to be those guys, consistent guests. Um, similar to, I had a lot of fun for those of you guys who are around for the DFS shows. Um, you know, in previous years I would bounce around, have different guests. I love doing stuff with a lot of guests, but I also really enjoyed having the rhythm of doing the Friday show with JM to win every Friday. And I kind of wanted to recreate that for best ball. So obviously getting to talk to Pat and Sean every single week, I think is going to be very fun and see how their thoughts on the ADP landscape and strategy kind of progresses throughout the season. I think you guys will really enjoy it. So very much looking forward to that programming block Wednesdays, 10 a.m., Pat and Sean, every Wednesdays throughout the draft season. Chris says, when is Pete going to get a draft position higher than seven? I, I mean, underdog is, you know, I love underdog, but they've, they've been doing a lot of things to, I think, kind of keep me in check. You know, they were like, hey, man, you talked way too much about fucking week 17 last year. We're going to throw a pile of money at the regular season. See how you like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, you sure do a lot of yapping about these influencer 101s. Well, good luck ever getting anything higher than 107. You know, I don't want to go all conspiracy, bro, you know. But it does feel like course correction for me flying too close to the sun last year. Chris trying to get me to tip it off. Should I do the chalk? Chalk stack? Get a little Josh Allen? Mm. Trevor, is the JM show coming back this year? I, I would like to do it again, uh, for sure. That feels like a long way out. We got a long way to go until I start thinking about DFS. Let's just take it one step at a time with the best ball. I will say, as you guys know, we're doing the commenter challenge here. Uh, when I hit 15,000 subs, I'm going to give away $1,500 giveaway. I said we need to hit that by the end of hot best ball summer. I'm happy to report we are well on pace to do that. We hit 13.3K over the weekend, so only 1,700 more subs. If we keep up on the same pace that we've been on the past three weeks since best ball mania launched, we will hit that. Uh, in due time. So feeling very good about that. Appreciate all of you new subscribers. Appreciate you guys commenting on all the videos. And you will be rewarded handsomely in the form of $1,500 giveaway. Let's see here. Do we, mm, should we, do we want to stack up Josh Allen? Should we just do it? Should we just enter? Or should we try to push it? It is getting a little piss boy in here. Hmm. Hmm. Let's just let's just do it. Let's get our let's get our. I don't think I don't think uh, Allen's coming back to pick thirty one. Well, I guess sometimes he does. I don't know. We took Josh Allen. We're we're a slappy now. We're just like every other slappy out there playing best ball. Hmm. I know. I should have. I already regret it. I already regret it. I should have pushed it. I agree. Don't even say it in the chat. I already agree with you. You don't need to tell me I was wrong. I'm agreeing with you. I spilled coffee on myself. I took the slappy stack without pushing it. I'm off to a bad start. I kind of want to just cancel. I just kind of want to shut down the stream and start over. I just want to start the stream over. It is, Sean. It's been all downhill. Since the coffee spill, all downhill, no discipline, low testosterone, low caffeine. It's, I'm not going to hit my normal caffeine intake because I spilled half of it on myself. 
Nez says a JTCMC start would make 2021 brains implode. Look at that. Fastball 32 from the four hole. CMC JT. That's right. We do always have the great resetter in the second draft where we will feed the ducks. I will say, yeah, you guys were talking about, does Allen sometimes make it to the third? It does seem like if one of these guys slips, it is generally Allen. But based on how this room is going with Lamar, like if this guy's taking Lamar at 28, there's no way he was letting Allen slide past him twice. That doesn't mean I shouldn't have pushed it, but uh, I don't think Allen was, was coming back in this one. Look at my... Now, I, now I'm going to end up doing the chalk week 17 thing, right? I have to. We're just, God, this is just straight chalk. This is like, this is the person who who reads one article or watches one video about week 17. And he's like, hmm, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen play the Patriots in week 17? Uh, yeah, give me that. Who, who have I become? I used to be a galaxy brainer. Now I'm just mainstream best ball bro. Mainstream week 17 best ball, bro. Drafting in May. I'm the most normie version of a May drafting best ball, bro. My guy Paul out here is drafting cross-divisional stacks. Just true galaxy brain shit. And I'm just here just bowling straight down the middle. Man, I need to do something weird. I need something to do something weird to save my personal brand as a galaxy brainer. Right now, I'm just playing the best plays. Mm. Here we go, William. I need I need my hype man out here. Who's the people that tell me my, my stubble and my coffee spills look good? William says, maybe the chalk, but that chalk is probably not available in two months. There has been, I mean, I know my guy Sam Sherman over at Stat Chasing has been pounding the drum for Ramondre. Uh, Matthew Barry over on NBC had a video the other day hyping up Ramondre. I, I do think that it is going to be hard for a lot of these running backs to climb a lot, but it does just, is it, Ramondre is a 2-3 turn pick, or sorry, yeah, a 2-3 turn pick, right? Like him sliding to the mid to late third, that doesn't seem to make a ton of sense to me. Or is it the thing that like the normies are always just going to say, hey, Bill Belichick, you know, tomfoolery. I don't want to have anything to do with making a big bet on the Patriots backfield because he's going to give James Robinson 14 touches a game. Is that the normie take? Who knows? But I am surprised that drafters don't like Ramondre more. Silva at ETR. I like <laughs> I like I like that Chris says where Silva works for me, in case I didn't know. Silva, via Establish the Run, loves Ramondre. All right, we're on the clock now. Um, we need a wide receiver, right? We need a wide receiver. Who do we want to do? Who do we want to do? Should do a little Keenan. Look at this. All right, I'm back to being a galaxy brainer. How am I going to get my Bills stack? to week 17 if they're not in a shootout with the Chargers in week 16. Shout out to the brick overlay. 
Brick75.com for getting me my, my week 16 matchups here and letting me know that the Bills and Chargers play in week 16. All right, our team right now for the audio listeners through four rounds, Josh Allen, Ramondre Stevenson, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen. Wow, double condom Keenan pick. Who's the who's the non who's the non uh, condom pick there? I'm I'm legitimately curious because the board's pretty gross there. You got you got Drake London and DJ Moore, who I guess you would say are the sexy teams. Um, I guess you could say that that's that's the raw dog in it, right? No condom. You're just praying that there's more passing volume there, and that you don't wake up with an illegitimate child in nine months. Is that what is that the non-condom pick? Drake London and Jerry Judy? Or uh, Drake London and DJ Moore? F1, I love F1, but I the same the 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 condom criticizers are gonna say Terry McLaurin's a condom pick too. It's like you know what you're gonna get from Terry McLaurin? You get eleven hundred yards, six touchdowns, take it to the bank. I like McLaurin, but I think he's a condom pick. If you're really just yakety yak drafting without any consequences. Living in the moment, carpe diem. I think it's I think it's Drake London or DJ Moore. Uh oh, I, how did I upset Trevor? Sniping your Chargers double. Look at it. No, no one has an inherent right to a Chargers double stack. All right, if you want a Chargers double stack, take Quentin Johnson right now, bud. I do like how much you're pissing here, though. Cooper Cup, Devonta Smith, Mike Williams, Jerry Judy for Trev. Pretty fire. Take Quentin Johnson here. Lock up that double. And if not, let me tell you, as someone who's been there myself, Josh Palmer, regularly available in the final round of drafts, you were never fully boxed out of a Justin Herbert double. Never. Gerald Everett kicking around. Someone was trying to tout Jalen Guyton to me in the comments of a video the other day. Trust me, there are infinite options to get your double stack. Or pivot to the Denver double. Actually, I'm not. I'm not supposed to be pulling up Mad Sox comments anymore after he dissed my stubble. You're on a. You're in a soft block situation. You can still comment. Other people can still see it, but you don't get the limelight. Not until you tell me that my stubble is dignified. Um. All right, we are on the clock here. I've been saying this on shows. It hasn't lined up for me yet. I think Kenneth Walker is a value at ADP. You're going to give me a little value hound here, Kenneth Walker at pick 55. Come on down, Kenneth Walker. Come on down. The team, Josh Allen, Ramondre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen. Mm. Yeah, the chat is absolutely on fire with Edge. What's his name? EDG, Garvey, Ed Garvey. Ed Garvey. Let's go with Ed Garvey. His draft so far, Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts, Josh Jacobs. You had me in the first half. DeAndre Hopkins, Joe Burrow. Premium stack with Burrow and Jamar Chase. Two elite QBs before round five. Not my preferred way to build, but it's 2023. We have to be open to all strategies. And I respect Ed Garvey's decision in this draft. The thing is that this is what always happens with these drafters. It happened on ship chasing the other night. We were doing our best ball mania draft and someone started with a hyper fragile build. 
And then they took, they, you know, they started the first three rounds with running backs and then they took like Cam Akers in the sixth. And it's like every single time you're like, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt that you're going to stick this landing, that you can still build this way in a smart, justifiable manner. And then they take Cam Akers. This is what's going to happen with Ed Garvey. I'm calling it right now. I'm going to, I'm going to be out here standing this man. I'm going to be out here protecting him from the pitchforks in the chat being like, nope, he's going to take the feet off the gas. Two quarterbacks and he's done. This guy will add Mac Jones to this team. I swear to God, it happens every time. This guy will have a Mac Jones ass third QB pick by some point in this draft. And then I will look stupid for defending him. But for right now, my, my guy, Ed Garvey knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Shout out to uh, M. Benetta uh, there for taking Kyle Pitt, so I didn't have to. Shout out. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. All right, Dallas Goddard at, do we do, 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 do. We do have some late stacking tight end options here. I think this is one of those instances where it's hard to take multiple detours. Um, I think I will be getting behind the eight ball. Let's get a little correlation here. Uh, can we sit on him? Hmm. Man, I'm all over the place. Let's, okay. I, so here, let me talk through what I was trying to think through there as I was playing roulette with which receiver I was going to take. You know, one thing I think through a lot about, like if you're taking a detour for elite quarterback, elite tight end, and a second running back, like to do that, accomplish all three of those through six rounds really is going to put you behind the eight ball at wide receiver. And so as much as I think Goddard is probably the pick there in a vacuum because I did the elite QB detour and because I took Kenneth Walker, I don't think I had the luxury pick at that juncture of the draft without really having to hammer wide receiver late in a way that probably sets me up to avoid some of the softer pockets of the, the value pockets of the draft. So I made the decision there that I wanted to come out of this six, seven turn with a couple of wide receivers, especially in this piss boy room where they're flying off the shelves a little bit. And then I was trying to decide which one of these guys do I want to take? I have so much Mike Evans exposure right now that I'm like, I like Mike Evans, but um, I want to keep randomizing in this range. I could have done uh Deontay there to correlate with Kenneth Walker. That's what I was wrestling with at the last second. Ended up just grabbing Traylon Burks. I, I'm not taking this goes back. I mean, all bits aside, like I said, I do think you really have to think through the luxury picks and like the detours you are making. Like the way I think about it is like I want to make sure I have enough wide receiver firepower. And anytime I'm deviating from that. I'm having to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul, so to speak. So if I take Josh Allen, okay, I'm taking away. That pick could have been Devonta Smith. Okay, I'm taking Kenneth Walker right now. Okay, that pick could have been Tyler Lockett. That pick could have been Chris Godwin. So each time I'm taking one of what I consider a luxury detour, I'm now needing to catch up even more at wide receiver. So to do another elite quarterback in this range, when I need Josh Allen to be hitting my lineup like 15 of the 17 weeks to pay off that ADP, it seems like a poor use of draft capital. And again, I think like, say I didn't do the Kenneth Walker pick, 
you know, say that you want to use your two luxury picks early on two elite quarterbacks. Again, not my preference, but at least you are making that decision and you're going to say, I'm going to catch up on the other positions later. But I think if you're doing elite tight end, grabbing a second running back, grabbing a second elite quarterback through seven rounds, it's just too much draft capital spent to the onesie positions and you're too far behind at wide receiver to recover in a way that's going to allow you to access the ceilings you need in the playoff weeks at the wide receiver position. Who took Gabe Davis from me? Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. Gabe Davis, five picks ahead of ADP in this economy. What are you doing? What are you doing? All right, we're going to have to take Jahan Dotson here. Is there anything else I'm missing? Hmm. Wow, Trevor Lawrence really kicking around here. That's the worst feeling in the world when you you go elite quarterback and then the quarterbacks are all falling in a draft. What an awful feeling. I need another coffee pour. And God damn it, this carafe better be solidified. The Black Lebowski says, Pete, have you considered taking wide receivers rounds one through six so you don't get behind? Uh, oh, I have very much considered it. In fact, historically, that has been one of the uh, uh, draft strategies that I've hammered the most. But now that I'm streaming all of my drafts, uh, I very rarely am getting the board to line up to where taking six wide receivers in a row makes the most sense for the team. Two years ago, when people still liked running backs, at basically every juncture through the first five or six rounds, the wide receivers were the best pick. That's not the case anymore. And one thing I was mentioning too, I, I forget where I was talking about this. Maybe it was on ship chasing, where like my goal in each draft room, and, and part of this is a, a, a prison that I've created myself. I've decided to stream all my drafts with the piss boys, with the ship chasers, with the sickos, et cetera. And so I have to live with that, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to just try to do the same strategy as everyone else and then reach to make that happen and then hemorrhage ADP value just to get a structure that I would ideally like in a perfect world. I'm only going to draft the best possible team I can in each individual room. Does it mean I'll always accomplish that? No, but it doesn't mean I'm going to say, I'm going into this room and I'm drafting six straight wide receivers. If the board's not falling in a way that is conducive for that, then so be it. But I put out the battle cry to go to war with the piss boys and the ship chasers and the sickos, and now I must deal with it. Thank you, Bindles. I don't know where I can get five new shorts for $5, but I will put this towards a down payment of new shorts. Mm. All right, let's get a little Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton and Keenan Allen mini correlation. What was the best tight end available? Najoku way ahead of ADP. James Connor or James Cook right at ADP there with my bill stack would have been fine. But again, I have a couple other options for bills backs coming up here. So my team threw eight rounds. Josh Allen at quarterback, Ramondre Stevenson and Kenneth Walker at running back, five wide receivers now through eight rounds. 
So I do feel like we caught up here. Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, Cortland Sutton. Mm. The one time Anthony Richardson goes past ADP, I already have a Josh Allen team. I'm big. I'm just going to beg. I have such a peace, such a Zen about me with Anthony Richardson. A room is going to truly have to give him to me. Holy cow. Fastball taking Matthew Stafford at 93. What a way to hang dong. What a way to be like all of you slappies chasing up Anthony Richardson to truly absurd levels where it's going to be nearly impossible for him to pay off that draft cost. What if I just take an old, boring quarterback who doesn't run, who almost retired last year? What if I take him at pick 93 over that sexy, shiny new toy? I salute you, fastball. I salute you. Fight the good fight. All right, let's check in on Ed Garvey. He has not taken his Mac Jones ass third QB yet. Um, I would say he's behind the eight ball at wide receiver, Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins, and Zay Flowers. The jury is still out, though. The jury is still out on how Ed Garvey is going to stick this landing. Right now, he's Captain Soli, right? He's flying over the Hudson. He's hit a pack of geese. He needs to make an emergency landing. Is it likely that Ed Garvey lands the plane with a bunch of geese stuck in his propellers? Probably not. But could he do it? Could he miraculously land the plane, become the toast of New York City, go on a media tour, going on Letterman, going on Colbert, because he landed this goose-ridden plane in the Hudson and saved all these lives. Ed Garvey could potentially be our generation's Captain Sullivan as he takes Javante Williams here. More geese just went into the propeller. The plane has now hit extreme turbulence. The Hudson River now looks like a little creek. I'm not sure he's going to land. Oh my God. And then fastball takes Jimmy Garoppolo. What is going on in this draft this morning? I respect fastball. Fastball says, Anthony Richardson, no, 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 no. I'm going to take Matthew Stafford. Then he's going to say, oh, Mike Ray, you're going to take Anthony Richardson. Cute pick. How about we just get a guy who we know can throw the football four yards, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes, please. Yes, please. Let's see here. What am I looking at? What am I looking at? I don't have any quarterbacks I need to stack here. I'm going to put David Njoku in the queue. This running back tier is a little flat. Yeah, we're just going to take Njoku. Take naked naked Njoku. David Njoku right at ADP. I did not have a strong take on that selection. I had zero tight ends through nine rounds and decided to make a structural decision. No quarterbacks stuck out to me. I have backdoor options here with uh, Sam Howell, with Russell Wilson, even Geno Smith, the pair with Kenneth Walker. The wide receivers, this was a pretty big tier break here. You know, once that Sutton, 
Flowers, Bateman, Tier comes off. Then it's a big gap down to Tyler Boyd. Running back, this felt like a flat tier here. I'm not a huge Brian Robinson or A.J. Dillon guy. I mean, I'm actually slightly overweight on those guys. I like all of these equally. Didn't see anything I needed to pull the trigger on there. So I just took David Njoku. Sometimes, guys, a pick doesn't have to be fully inspired. Sometimes you just make the click and you move on. I try to spin a compelling yarn for you every time I make a selection. I try to weave a tail that tickles your intellect. But sometimes you just have to make a click and there ain't much more to it. Thank you, Nez. There's my hype, man. I like Nijoku, Nijoku as a naked filler at tight end. I Do I have 0% Damian Harris? 0% Damian Harris on this bill stack that I've already spent two picks on? Where Where's the Tyreek Hill and Waddle draft are getting two at these prices? Which one of you jerks are going to get two a cheap? Don't let Mike Ray get two a cheap. Don't let him do it. Don't let him get Tua and Anthony Richardson after ADP after he sniped me on Gabe Davis. That just seems unfair. Someone take Tua from him. Mm. Thank you. Najoku was a great click. You needed some testosterone there. <laughs> Jeremy says, I panic clicked on Najoku after getting sniped on Stafford and Jimmy G. Man, I have I'm I haven't found myself so invested in a draft drafter than I have Ed Garvey right now. I have just built this man up as the best ball version of Captain Soli. He could become an American hero or he could crash a plane with 150 people on it into the middle of the Hudson River. Those are the two options right now for Ed Garvey and I'm telling you I do not have a lot of faith right now. 2430 build Ed, do not let me down. Ed, I am standing for you. I am on the campaign trail for you. Odell Beckham, my least favorite player in the entire player pool. Ed, you are making this so hard, buddy. So hard. I'm trying to defend you. I am running out of ammunition to defend you. You are careening into the Hudson River right now. At least you took a wide receiver. At least you took a wide receiver. And fastballs takes Russell Wilson. Ed Garvey in fastball right now. You know, some people are playing checkers. I'm playing chess. These guys are fucking playing backgammon. I don't know what they're doing out there. Ed, do not let me down with this pick. Do not let me down. Brian Robinson. Okay. I I still don't get it. I really don't think you need five running backs on this build right now. You have zero tight ends, whatever. That's fine. I'm going to, I can, I'm going to continue to defend you. I'm going to continue to defend you. Man, this is tough. Hmm. These guys are playing Candyland. These guys are playing Candyland. That's sure how it feels sometimes. That's sure how it feels. All right, I'm going to... Am I going to channel my chess Liam here? Am I going to channel my chess Liam? 
I have not taken Dalton Kincaid. I think Dalton Kincaid is massively overpriced. But if I am going to get a share of Dalton Kincaid, it is going to be 11 picks past ADP. It is going to be when I've made a massive bet on the Bills. Call me Chess Liam. I'm a three-time best ball mania champ after making this pick. Wow. Who have I become? I'm drafting Normie. Week 17 stacks. I'm taking Dalton Kincaid, the most overpriced tight end in the player pool. Ah, man. Congratulations, guys. You all tuned in for a Peter Overzet stream, and you're just getting another Chess Liam one. You're getting a Chess Liam stream with a better thumbnail. And unlike Liam, I'll actually post the audio of this. Liam, it takes 10 seconds to make an anchor account for Spotify free. It's free. And in StreamYard, you just go to the past streams, you hit the little hamburger menu, download audio, and you upload it for free. It takes five minutes, Liam. Give the people, service the audio listeners. If I can do one thing for this best ball community, and this is a guy who has far more stock invested in YouTube, not literal stock, I wish. And I still go out of my way to service the audio listeners. I'm begging you, Liam. I haven't gotten to listen to a single one of your streams because you refuse to upload the audio. I'm begging you, Liam. I'm absolutely begging you. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do here? This feels like a running back pick, right? Does this feel like a running back pick to you guys? Do I keep hammering Kendra Miller? How about a little Eli Mitchell, Jahan Dotson correlation past ADP? Oh my God. Sometimes the pick just lines up in such a beautiful, gorgeous way. Sometimes it just lines up. Eli Mitchell value hound correlated with Jahan Dotson. Mmm, that's not coffee on my pants, guys. That's something else. Welcome to the stream, Paul. Paul has in-person Monday meetings at 10 a.m. Oh, my goodness. That reminds me of a story uh, back when I was at my office job. This had to have been like six or seven years ago. And my boss was trying to coordinate like some team bonding like barbecue. And she tried to schedule it on a Sunday at like 1 p.m. in the football season. And everyone's like, sounds great. Sounds great. See you then. I had to put my foot down. I said, look, I'm all for fostering a positive work environment. I'm all for team camaraderie. But I ain't fucking going to that. When red zone's on? Are you kidding me? No way. I had to lay the law down. I like to go with the flow. I try to be easy. I try to say yes to a lot of things. I said, no, 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 no. I ain't going to your house for a work barbecue on a Sunday at 1 p.m. And so what I'm trying to say, Paul, you need to put the foot down. Hey, 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 there's more important things going on in the world at 10 a.m. You know where I have to be in person for? Front row seat for Pete's best ball breakfast. That's what you need to say, Paul. <sighs> 
I got some energy today. It's because I've been eating like shit all weekend. Yesterday, the only things I ate were pizza and ice cream. I just completely fell off the 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 wagon this weekend with my buddies here. No discipline. I don't think I've seen a vegetable in like three days. Oh, I, I'm I'm catching up on the chat. Was I supposed to get bonked for for my uh, my coffee stain joke? That's fair. That's fair. I apologize. That was a little out of pocket. I'll admit it. I'll admit that was a little out of pocket. Man, who's gonna be my who's gonna be my second quarterback on this team? I think we all know who it's gonna be. I, I think my, my Marvin Mims exposure at 36.4%, that feels a little light, especially when we're building out a little Denver Chargers. And oh my God, and then you remind me that Denver plays New England in week 15. Oh my God, how beautiful, how beautiful. Come on down, Marvin Mims. Come right on down. Right now, for the audio listeners who I will continue to service, who I will continue to fight for, Josh Allen at quarterback, Ramondre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, Damian Harris, Eli Mitchell at running back, wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Mims, tight end, David Njoku, and Dalton frickin' Kincaid. Let's check in on Ed Garvey. What has Ed been doing? Ed, do not let me down. I got distracted the past couple of rounds. What have you been doing? Oh, my God, Ed Garvey. Oh, my God. Look at this snipe from Ed Garvey. Tyler Higby at 147. Fastball just dreaming that he can backdoor stack his, his pick 93 Matthew Stafford share with Tyler Higby. Comes up one pick short. Ed Garvey, what is going on, man? Ed, you're at a 2542. You have recovered at tight end. You know what, Ed? I'm still standing for you. Ed, if you can do this, if you can just hammer wide receivers the rest of the draft if you can just piss the board so yellow it looks like you're staring into the goddamn sun if you can do that for me ed i will vouch for you i will go to underdog and i will say ed garvey deserves a badge i know this is probably his only third ever draft but i sat and witnessed this man break every possible rule but then he landed the plane in the hudson river and we celebrated him. Give this man a badge. That's what I will do for you, Ed, if you can just piss yellow the rest of this draft. I'm here to be your hype man. Jim, keep the faith. Jim says, Garvey's lack of wide receivers are breaking me. Keep the faith. We stand this young man. Ah, what's going on here? What is going on here? Do, 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 What's going on with KJ Osborne, huh? Ooh. KJ Osborne. It might be time for our last running back pick here. Get a little Raheem Mostert. I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm almost to the point where I'm one Dolphins running back in every draft. I don't care if it's A-Chain, 
I don't care if it's Jeff Wilson. I don't care if it's Mostert. I do think, let me, let me hear from the chat. Is this a five wide receiver build? Ramondre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, Damian Harris, Eli Mitchell, Raheem Mostert. Is that a five wide receiver build? Are we done? Are we done at running back? I think we are. We're done at tight end. We have 15, 16, 17, 18. We have four more picks. One of those is a quarterback. Two of those are for sure wide receivers. I think I have a luxury pick. I think this could be a six running back team. Let me know in the chat. Is it? Is this a 10? Are you guys saying this is a 10 wide receiver team? No, it'd be, it'd be nine. It'd be a nine wide receiver, two quarterback, five running back, nine wide receiver, two tight end. I think that's right. I think we're probably done. Oh man, the, the sweat, the sweat we have. What did, okay, Ed, moment of truth, Ed. Take a wide receiver, Ed. Ed, I, I you're going to get, Ed. Ed, Ed, Ed. <clears throat> Ed, I'm trying, Ed. You're killing me. I actually don't mind this idea, Sam. Um, Ed, right now, he has crashed into the Hudson, but we're going to be able to save lives. We will, they have crashed in, but everyone's still alive right now. Ed, take a wide receiver. Medics are on the way. Help is on the way. Take a wide receiver, Ed. Ed, you can do this. Yes, Ed. Let's go, Ed. Help is on the way. New York City's finest. Man, this is this is such a sweat. And I'm telling you, I am so terrified of Ed Garvey not landing this plane. This is on national news right now. All the major networks are covering it. Do, 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 do. Um, I feel like I don't want to risk Shakir. We're just gonna keep hammering the bills. The Bills stack continues to get fleshed out. We got Josh Allen, Damian Harris, Stefan Diggs, Khalil Shakur, and Dalton Kincaid. We're at a 1-5-7-2 build. One more quarterback. And then we'll, we'll see. We'll see on the last pick. We'll see on the last pick. I do feel like I recovered at wide receiver. Diggs at pick seven, Keenan at 42, Burks at 66, Jahan Dotson at 79, Sutton at 90. And then we've tacked on Mims and Shakir. Oh, man. Oh, man. This this is going to be such a huge sweat for Ed Garvey at the 16-17 turn. In fastball, man, I, I lost all hope. Well, you know what? Fastball... Fastball's starting to piss it too, man. Ed or fastball, are you guys in the chat? Just by, I, I don't think you are, but I do just want to check. Fastball with the 4442 build. Oh, I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. Thank you for taking Taekwon Thornton so I didn't take him for the millionth time. 
Do we have any fun correlations here? I think we're just going to take Sam Howell and just live to see another day. I didn't see anything else that I needed to take there. So we're going to take Sam Howell to stack with Dotson. We're at a pretty flat part of the draft. Our team through 16 rounds is a 2-5-7-2. Josh Allen, Sam Howell at quarterback. Ramondre Stevenson, Kenneth Walker, Damian Harris, Eli Mitchell, Raheem Moster at running back. Wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Mims, Khalil Shakur. Tight end, a naked, boring David Njoku. A naked and afraid David Njoku. And a tight end, Dalton Kincaid. Let the record show 11 picks past ADP. I don't always draft overpriced rookie tight ends who are the tight end two on their own team. But when I do... It's stacked with Josh Allen after ADP. Mm, all right. All right. Ed Garvey, watch. Ed Garvey, watch. Will Yes, Garvey. Let's go. Let's go. They are pulling people out of the Hudson right now. News crews have a, a wide shot right now. Lives are being saved. People are swimming to shore amidst the wreckage. Incredibly, no lives have been lost. Ed Garvey, our generation's Captain Sully, with John Mechie and Wandell Robinson, two legitimately inspired picks there. If you're going to catch up at wide receiver, you do it with guys like Wandell Robinson and John Mechie. What a story. What a story by Ed Garvey. This man has looked into the soul of America and said, I got you guys. I'm your man. Garvey for president. Garvey for president. Garvey. 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 Let's go, Garvey. Let's go, Garvey. Come on, Garvey. You're running out of time, bud. Let's go, Garvey. Please don't time out, Garvey. The nation's depending on you. Garvey. No! Garvey, I said, just as the prophecy foretold, just as the prophecy foretold, rewind the clip. This guy's going to draft a Mac Jones ass third QB. <laughs> Ed, there's no survivors. There's no more survivors, Ed. Even the people that had reached land just got sucked back into the Hudson and have now drowned. Ed, I put you on a pedestal. I put you on a pedestal, Ed. How did you do me like that? How did you do me like that? Michael Hardman or Nathaniel Dell? Michael Hardman correlated with both Washington and Cleveland, or Nathaniel Dell coordinated. I think we can still. Let's go. Let's play the ADP game. Let's do that. But back to Ed. Ed. Oh, Ed. C.J. Stroud. He just had to stack up John Mechie with C.J. Stroud. Oh, my goodness. Nolan, now is not the time for this, bud. Now is not the time to litigate this man who just murdered a team. 
he was about to become a national hero. They were erecting a statue for this man in Central Park. He was going to receive a medal of honor from Biden. He was going to become a diplomat for the United States. He was going to unite North and South Korea. He was going to end the Israeli-Palestine conflict. This man was going to find a solve for global warming. Ed Garvey was going to discover a cure for cancer and cold fusion on the same afternoon. This man was about to come up with a way for us to smartly integrate artificial intelligence into the fabric of our society while simultaneously avoiding a singularity that will eat and destroy us all. Ed Garvey was it. Ed Garvey was him. He was our generation's Hemi Butler. God, the Celtics suck. Man, Ed. Man, Ed. I really thought you had it. I really did. I really thought you did. All right. Do we do Dell? Do we get to the nine wide receiver build? I don't see any running backs I really need to take here. I don't see any running back. I think I think I'm good with Ramondre, Kenneth Walker, Damian Harris, Eli Mitchell. Hang on, Ron. What's your what's your username? Are you Ed Garvey? Ron. Ron Navy. Are you Ed Garvey? Ron, what is your username? I'm looking at these usernames. Do I see a Ron? What is your username, Ron Navy? Ron, what is your username? If your if your handle on YouTube is Navy, after you just sunk a plane into the Hudson, Ron, what is your username? Oh, TD Strikers. Okay, all right. I someday I want to meet Ed Garvey. I want to buy that man breakfast. Let, how do you guys think? I mean, Ed Garvey, at this point, half the plane has died. There's only one thing Ed Garvey can do right now, and that's save himself. That's the only thing he can do. He's sitting on the nose of the plane right now, shirtless, screaming, primal screams. Ed, what are you going to do, buddy? 3563 build, double elite QB with a CJ Stroud, cherry on top. Might as well go full villain now, Ed. Might as well go full villain. Are you going to... Gus Edwards, great pick. Great pick, Ed. <sighs> great pick. Ed Garvey, man. They're going to write history books about what Ed did today. <sighs> Ed Garvey. I like how you guys are all experts that his name is Edgar. This man has Ed Garvey written all over it. And Edgar? And Edgar doesn't take C.J. Stroud. And Edgar takes Miko Hardman there. No, 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 no. This has an Ed Garvey fingerprint written all over it. Incredible. Incredible. My final team that just got completely upstaged by this Ed Garvey plane crash. A 2-5-9-2 build. Josh Allen... Sam Howell at quarterback. Back on my Sam Howell bullshit. The Jacoby Brissett slappies can suck it. Running back, Ramondre Stevenson. People forget that the Patriots do, in fact, play the Bills. 
in week 17. Kenneth Walker. I mean, come on, guys. Like, I know Zach Chardonnay is there. I get it. I get it. They spent a nice pick on him. Pete Carroll loves to run the ball. Kenneth Walker at 55, guys, come on. Scoop up that discount every day. I'll slurp it up. Damian Harris. People tell me he's going to score 20 touchdowns in this offense, and I said, all right, I believe you. Eli Mitchell correlated with Jahan Dotson. Would I ever make that pick otherwise? Hell no. Just needed that sweet mini correlation nudge. Raheem Mostert, because we have a rule, one dolphin in every draft. Wide receiver, Stefan Diggs. Keenan Allen, even though the chat said it was a double condom pick. Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, Cortland Sutton, Marvin Mims, Khalil Shakur, Michael Hardman, and Nathaniel the Farmer in the Dell. At wide receiver and tight ends, David Njoku and Dalton Kincaid. No notes. Perfect draft by me. No notes. Uh-oh. You guys see that I'm in poodle slow draft hell? Someone said, I got to max the poodle, baby. Got to max the poodle. A 20 max? I can't be out here begging for three max and 20 max and then not max the poodle. Draft number 23 is in the books. Time for the ceremonial naming of the team. Draft number 23 here on Best Ball Breakfast. Classic 2592 team. We will get in Buffalo, Washington, and then Ed. I need to put Ed in there. Just as a reminder, we'll never forget the Ed draft. 2592 Buff, Washington, Ed. Ed Garvey. Watch Ed, watch Ed win this 12-person league. You know it's happening. I did. I did. I like I like Ron keeps saying sending super chats to hype his own team. Ron, how about this? You send a $5 super chat to list off each individual player you drafted in this draft. Sounds like a great time. Sounds like a great time. All right. We're, we need like a press. So we're going to draft another team here. We are. But I got too worked up. I need to go to the bathroom. I need to, I'm gonna, but I'm going to feed the ducks for you guys here while I go. I'll let you guys look at my exposures while I'm going to the bathroom here. You guys can really dig in. Roast my uh, my best ball mania exposures here so far. We're feeding the ducks. I'll be right back.
shout out to my producer, Phil, for letting me know I'm muted. Um, thank you, Ron. I appreciate you. Yeah, a lot of people here just think they can just sit and watch the show for free. No, no, no. It, you do have to be sending a super chat every five minutes to continue watching. Muted. Muted. I, I actually wasn't talking. I was just pretending like I was talking to see who's, who's paying attention. I do like looking at these exposures. I have no problems with like the, the Mike Evans exposure is like a little ridiculous. I do like, I just like him average, probably on par with the field or maybe slightly ahead of ADP. I'm like, I have 27% Mike Evans. What's going on there? Um, as a reminder, for those of you guys who uh, are new to the channel, we are doing a comment giveaway. So the live comments don't count because I'm not able to track live comments. But the second the show is done, you can leave a comment and that will get you entered into the $1,500 giveaway when this channel hits 15K subs, which based on the pace we are now, it could be around 4th of July. I think we could get there by 4th of July, honestly. So maybe we get that giveaway wrapped up. Maybe we do a little stretch goal. Maybe we do a little stretch goal, but regardless, leave a comment on any of the streams where I do a Best Ball Mania draft. And I have a playlist down below. It's also linked in the show notes. I make it extremely easy for you. I could have made it some Easter egg hunt where you have to go hunting around the the internet to try to find all these streams. But I've said, you know what? I'll do the legwork for you. I did a couple streams last week on different channels. We drafted one on the Swolecast. We drafted one on the Fantasy Life YouTube channel. All those videos are eligible for the comment challenge. You go leave a comment when we hit 15,000 subs. I'm going to ask ChatGPT to help me <laughs> curate all these comments, get them in Excel sheet, get them on the wheel, and we'll do three drawings for $500 winners. So $1,500 total giveaway prize, 500 to three winners. And you can get up to as many entries as there are streams. If you're YouTube members, there's a couple extra you can sneak in there because I have been drafting on the best ball after dark. So those will uh, give the YouTube members a little leg up in the giveaway. And one other thing I want to mention here is be sure to check out uh, last week I did. It wasn't live streamed, but I uploaded it uh, about the Best Ball Data Bowl. I did an interview with Sam Hoppin and uh, Ben Dominguez from Fantasy Data Pros. We talked about kind of the current state of Best Ball analytics. And that uh, show has been getting lots of good feedback. And we are going to be showcasing some of the submissions for those going forward my guy Lou Dog is taking the fantasy data pros course he talks a little bit about his experience doing that so I know a lot of you are interested in uh looking at best ball data you know if you're feeling inspired by the Mike Leone best ball manifesto I highly recommend watching that video it'll get the juices flowing for ideas and I think the course too a lot of you guys have already jumped in started taking the course over on fantasy data pros you can of course get 25% off with promo code Pete on that and uh, yeah, excited to see all of the best ball data that's going to be coming out this year. It is time now, though, to hop in another draft. I tipped people off in the Discord, so we are off to the races here. We got an Influencer 1-4. Ooh, some old friends in here. Alex, I haven't seen you in a while. We got Easy in here. TM Long Care. <laughs> I know, it's Acre. Back-to-back uh, -back drafts. Brendan, I think back-to-back -back drafts. Mike, back-to-back -back drafts. Wow, you guys are on it. Nez, 
gets in as well. You know what? God, I just realized I forgot my special little... Uh... All right. Tyreek Hill. This is so interesting, too, that... So we now have had the full flippening. At the start of Best Ball Mania, Cooper Cup was the ADP4 and Tyreek Hill. We've now had a flippening here. So I'm going to continue to mostly draft these off ADP to try to keep my exposures to the first round guys relatively smooth for now. I think it's super close uh, between Hill and Cup, but not enough to where I want to have like 23% Cup and 10% um, Hill or whatever. What draft number this for me? This is number 24. This is, I forgot my banner here. It's like, how are people going to not, how are people going to know what my draft is if I don't have the banner down here? There we go. All right, there we go. Okay, let's get back to business. Where's my draft? Puppy, Poodle, Dalmatian, Best Ball Mania. Boom, boom. All right. Let's get this expanded, settle in. Come on, Peter. I become so OCD with my screen sizing. I just have to get it just maximized or I start to get anxious. Also, I should mention, uh, I got, I've seen uh, first drafts of a couple new merch items that I've been whipping up. I have a best ball breakfast. Merch design coming can be for shirts, hats, uh, coffee mugs. Very excited for you guys to see that. Incorporate some of your favorite bits. And then also a piss boy. Someone has been begging for a piss boy shirt. I was trying to like really rack my head how I could do that in a somewhat tasteful manner. I think we have a fun piss boy design. So uh, I do have the overzet.shopify store available. And uh, I'll be sure to let you guys know when those things are available, probably within the next week. Best Ball Breakfast and Piss Boy merch coming to a store near you. There you go, Will. Will's going to get a breakfast burrito and keep this on in background noise. They should have an option where you could just mute me, you know? You're like, I'm just here for the ducks. I don't even want to hear this asshole talk about Best Ball. Just give me the ducks. Wait, did I miss something? I messed the chat. Chipsy, sorry. Luckily, uh, StreamYard now stars these for me so I can go in and check the bookmarks. Here's $2 so I have permission to keep watching. Thank you. Yeah, Chipsy's actually the only one that can keep watching. It says right now 326 of you are watching. It really should just say one. It's only Chipsy, maybe two, Ron Navy. The least you can do is smash the like button. If you're gonna be a freeloader here, at least click the like button. Can I get a custom piss boy? That would be sweet. If there was, what are, what are those like, uh, what are those custom emoji like stickers that you can have that like look like you that my mom always sends? My mom probably spent like $19 getting a bucket of these on some Facebook marketplace. See, this was, I, I do have to avoid lawsuits. The classic Calvin pissing on a running back. That would have been, uh, would have made a lot of sense if I wasn't worried about getting a cease and desist.
Bitmoji, that was what I was looking for. I can't tell, is it boomer of me or not boomer of me to not know what Bitmoji is? I'll let the chat decide. I will let the chat decide. Also, reminder, uh, ADP Chasing over on the Ship Chasing channel is directly following this show. That'll be at noon Eastern. Uh, ben Gretsch joining today. Ben Gretsch and Davis will be holding down the fort. I might head over there to kick off the stream. We do have the charts, though. Sam is out, but he has graced us with the charts. That show, they break down all of the latest ADP movement on Underdog. Very, very helpful show if you are drafting volume or drafting a portfolio of teams on Underdog. So recommend checking out ADP Chasing directly following Best Ball Breakfast. Unless you have an in-person meeting like Paul. All right, what am I doing here? Are we in a are we in a piss boy room? Hmm. Let's take let's take Devonta Smith. Let's go Tyree Kill Devonta Smith. I don't think I have that combo yet. Vaporware. Pete, join late. Apologies if you discuss, but how are you doing going to stream your underdog cardio club drafts? I'm still working out these logistics, Vaporware. I'm still working it out. I'm gonna make it happen though. I'm going to make it happen. The the tech element of it, there's basically two options, right? We can either get something where you get like a good shot of me doing exercise for 45 minutes, but you don't get to really hear me talking about my teams, which doesn't sound great. Or I could go like the treadmill desk route. David Kitchen couldn't make it through the entire Swolecast draft doing... Uh, his cardio club, but I am thinking of trying to get a treadmill desk thing. But the problem is, is I don't think those go up very high. Mm. What are we going to do here? We have so much breeze, so much breeze, so much Ramondre. Ooh, no, let's do a little Mark Andrews, right? Let's do a little Mark Andrews Tyree kill. That seems fun. It's been too long since I've done a zero RB draft. The people are getting restless. They say I'm an RB bro. They say I have too much testosterone. We're going to start out Tyree Kill, Devonta Smith, Mark Andrews. So, Chipsy, this is going to happen. I have already talked. This, this is a good point. One of my cardio drafts will be on ship chasing with me and Leone both going for night runs. And the reason this is happening is Leone sent me a very nice gift the other day. He sent me his glow stick night vest for running. Not his personally, but he bought me one. So uh, I'm spilling all the uh, the advanced heads up on this stuff now, but coming to a ship chasing stream near you, Leone and I doing a cardio club late night draft. I guess that'll be Gretchen Pat We'll be holding it down. I'm going to have to figure out how I'm going to be on stream. or on Because Leone, when he drafted, he was on his phone. And then we were making the picks for him and talking to him while we ran. Like, that's possible. I'm probably going to need to let someone log in. I'll probably need to let, like, Pat log into my account. Because if I'm doing it as a cardio club draft, it needs to be mine. And then I'm going to have to be relaying to him the picks. God, the logistics with this stuff is out of control. Out of control. Ron Navy just continuing to pump super chats my way. I can now buy a new pair of shorts. 
Boss called. Need to get back to work. Have a great draft. Good luck all. Go BB4, baby. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you. Leone was running. You guys were jumping sharks. I think I've asked this before, but who is going to be this year's Josh Jacobs? I, I think I have the candidate now based on how it's settling. A guy I never want to click. I think James Conner is this year's Josh Jacobs. And again, not just everyone relax. Let me explain myself. Just based on the archetype, where he's going, community sentiment, and the guy who could have a really big year in a way that is very frustrating because it's like, oh yeah, we've seen James Conner do it before. Can someone come up with a better candidate fitting the Josh Jacobs archetype, a running back who was like, used to be in the running back dead zone, but now drafters dislike him so much that he's sliding to a very palatable price point as like a true zero RB target that I still can never find myself clicking. Dalvin Cook is more expensive than Josh Jacobs. Dalvin Cook's going in what? The fifth round now? Where's Dalvin Cook going? This is the reason why you guys, you got to line it up on ADP. 70? I guess that's closer ADP wise. The problem is, is something's going to happen with Dalvin Cook that is going to change his ADP. I wrote about this in the Fantasy Life newsletter today. He's most likely going to get cut, right? And then he's going to go sign somewhere and it's going to change his ADP. So I don't think the Dalvin Cook example works. You need someone who is still on their same team, who people are just bored of. If Dalvin Cook signs with the Chiefs, everyone's going to be so fucking excited about Dalvin Cook. He'll be going in the third round. Dalvin Cook is not a comp for the Josh Jacobs. It's this steady Eddie running back who has just become boring to the community. And that's not Dalvin Cook. There's too many dominoes to drop around Cook for that to be the case. Miles Sanders doesn't fit it either. He's on a new team. He's going right in the dead zone. He's going right in the fifth round. If you look at the ADPs, Dalvin Cook fits it. I, I guess you could maybe say Akers, but Akers finished last season strong. So like the recency bias on him is propping it up a little. I, I really do think James Conner is the is the perfect one for one on where someone mentioned David Montgomery. Again, another guy who changed teams. What do we got going here? Justin Fields at pick 45? Sure. Then I can set up a week 16 mini correlation with James Conner. It sounds great. Going back to that conversation too about thinking about your early detours. You know, so in a zero RB build where I haven't been taking wide receivers, this is where I do like to take the detours for the elite onesies. So we now have an elite QB in Justin Fields, elite tight end in Mark Andrews. We're going to stay ahead of the curve at wide receiver. And it does look like we're headed for a zero RB build here. Cam Akers, I think, is, is a good one. The only thing about Dobbins is I feel like people generally like Dobbins more. Like, they click him at ADP and they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, Jacobs repulsed people last year, myself included, when you clicked him. It just always felt so gross. 
You guys are missing the prompt. These players that change teams and there's new situations or dominoes, like Josh Jacobs, we knew his situation. It was the fact that it was so boring. Another year, fifth year of Josh Jacobs on the Raiders. All right. I have to do a DJ Moore stack at these prices. It has been really interesting to watch how this DJ Moore and Justin Fields ADP is corrected because they have been so correlated as an ADP pair where a lot of times the Justin Fields drafter was taking DJ Moore on the wraparound at the 3-4 turn. And this was when Leone was pounding the drum that DJ Moore was way overvalued. But now we've already seen a correction to where Fields is now falling back to the end of the fourth. And now you're able to get DJ Moore in the early fifth. And man, being able to sneak in an extra third round pick there, it shows how much those ADP movements can really change because there are grips of teams. I even have some Justin Fields, DJ Moore stuff at the 3-4 turn. But now that the ADP has changed, those teams are now sneaking in a Mark Andrews, a Debo Samuel, whoever in the third round, in addition to their Justin Fields, DJ Moore stack there. So that, that feels nice. I mean, Justin Fields, seven picks past ADP. DJ Moore, seven picks past ADP. I'm, I'm definitely a buyer at those prices after getting told by smart people that DJ Moore was overvalued because of his combinatorial chalkiness with Fields pulling him up. Yeah, who's, does anyone know where, who Silva, Sil, oh, from ETR. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah, completely forgot. Chipsy says, aren't those just a 1v1 of a third round wide receiver versus a fourth, fifth round wide receiver? But yeah, I would say there's a, a pretty big gap. But in my case, I took a tight end too. So, I mean, I think the talent gap there is significant. Wow, MJ, this team low-key filthy on God, fam. Shout out, fam. Let's go. God blessing us. Too blessed. Who is this year's Josh Jacobs? Hang on. I can't keep up with the chat. Who's this year's Josh Jacobs at wide receiver? Can we get can we come up with an actual wide receiver? Who is the guy that we all ignored at wide receiver last year that crushed? Is, I don't know if there's a good example of that. Everyone's drooling over Nez's team right now. Let's see it. Eckler, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Jerry Judy, Kenneth Walker, and then Kyle Pitts. Okay, he won me over with the Kyle Pitts pick. He won me over. Man, the Tyreek Hill, man, that one hurts. God, I missed Tyreek Hill last year. So much Debo and T. Higgins and A.J. Brown at the 2-3 turn, and some of those worked out, right? Like... AJ Brown was nice there, but oh man, if I if I just if I just go the other way with all those Debo Samuel shares and take Tyree Kill instead, I win all the money. Oof, oof. All right, what are we going to be doing here? We're going to be taking a wide receiver, I think. Do we have any fun correlations lined up? pick next at pick 76 after this what you gonna do roofing man 
What you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk inside your trunk. Look at that. The sexy Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson start by Roofing Man. Damn it, I was gonna take Brandon Ayuk. Is this too rich for, for Jordan Addison? Is this too rich? Could do George Pickens. Addison or Pickens? Eh, let's live a little. Let's take Pickens. Yeah, this Paul, this is a tough one. He says, are you in on Debo this year? Seems like others, Pat, are. I, I will admit I am letting some of my biases in getting burned last year um, affect my excitement about drafting him. But I should say, when he falls to the late third, I think that's a very fair price. My guess is I end up about even with the field on him. Not a fade, not an overweight position. Um, it's just not a fun click, but I think he's appropriately priced there. All of the same caveats of, could he be the guy you need? I think the other thing to really think through on the Debo stuff is his role did meaningfully change when they added CMC and him not having that kind of carry floor that he did the year he went nuclear. I do think that has changed both of his floor ceiling proposition, but does that not mean he can't go for, you know, 35 points um, in an important week? Absolutely not. All right, we passed on... I was hoping Marquise Brown would fall, but easy sniped him. I wanted a little uh, Philly there. I passed on um, the rookie Addison. Let's grab another rookie here. If we're going to get this zero RB room and we're loaded up on wide receivers, we got some veterans here. Tyree Kill, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, second year guy, George Pickens, and then we'll add Quentin Johnston here. Bunch of wide receivers flying off the board in this range. It went Brandon Ayuk, George Pickens, Jordan Addison, Jahan Dotson, then a Dallas Goddard at pick 72. Nice pick there to get stacked for Jalen Hurts with uh, the RTY. Um, and then Deontay Johnson, Marquise Brown, Gabe Davis, and then my selection of Quentin Johnston. So here we go. We finally got a zero RB team going. It's been tough to pull off in these piss boy rooms, but we did it through seven rounds. Justin Fields at quarterback. Mark Andrews at tight end. We've got the elites there. Zero running backs. Kind of just how the strategy says it. It's kind of right there in the name. Zero running backs. Wide receivers. Tyree Kill, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, George Pickens, Quinton Johnston. Here, do you want me to... Mm, no, I'm not going to make that promise. I sniped your QJ. Bye. Jim says, got to explain drafting off of ranks instead of off of ADP. I do not. So I do have Pat's ranks pulled in. I am a leg up subscriber. Uh, and I really like the way Pat does his ranks. Um, and I, but I'm not drafting off of them specifically. I am doing my own manual combination of ADP and ranks. So he says, feels like that would make me reach more often and not see the fallers as well. The other thing that you got to make sure that, you know, the, the good rankers out there, they have a formula within their rankings that anchor it to ADP in a way that you're not just going to be clicking the guy at the top of the ranks and ignore ADP. So there is an ADP anchoring to it that kind of skews the players closer to ADP and then like nudges them up. Like if you're above market, if, if like Pat's above market three rounds on a guy, it's not going to be ranked that far ahead in his actual rankings. 
it's going to be tethered back down. But when I'm looking at the board, I'm looking at ADP. So like I know, say I'm going to take a wide receiver here. Okay, I see Pat has Sutton ranked ahead of Zay Flowers, but I'm going to look at my position on the draft board and I'm going to say, oh, do I think I could get both of these guys? That was the calculation I made with Marquise Brown when I took George Pickens, right? I kind of wanted Marquise Brown, but I played the ADP game there because he had a lower ADP thinking maybe I could sneak him coming back. It didn't work out. But to answer your question, I'm, I'm looking at both things. And as the season progresses, I find ranks to be more helpful at the beginning of drafting season where I think there are more inefficiencies in the market. Pat does a really good job of placing the rookies um, aggressively to make sure you are slightly above market. Those are going to be guys who rise. So as the season goes on, that ADP is going to get more efficient. We're going to get the Jalen Tolberts this year that rise all the way up. And once ADP really starts to solidify, you know, more in the mid to late half of the summer, I will probably pull out all ranks and then draft exclusively off of ADP because we just won't be seeing big moves. But the reason I like having Pat's ranks in here is, and why I have a lot of Marvin Mims is, if you are just drafting off of ADP, if you think Marvin Mims is mispriced by three rounds like I do, and you're only drafting off of ADP, you're not going to end up with near as much as you would like based on that disparity assessment that you have. And so the ranks are a nice reminder of being like, go get these guys who you think are mispriced before their ADPs rise in a big way. That's how I think about it. I need some more coffee. Um, all right. Roofing man takes Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, uh, shares continue to stay at zero, but I am of course going to value hound Isaiah Pacheco here. What 20 picks past ADP. Oh, all right. First running back. Come on down. Isaiah Pacheco at pick 93. We will take that. Sure. Sure. We will take that. one as the wide receiver version of Josh Jacobs for 2023. God, that's a mouthful. That's not bad. Do you know who else honestly could be it? Gabe Davis. The guy that people just like don't want to click anymore. Who's what? Four rounds more expensive last year. I know. Technically, I don't have zero RBs now. Timothy, do, did I get any poodles in? Yes, I maxed it. Slow draft poodle season. So this is an interesting spot because part of me wants to push Tua because he does fall, but I'm looking at Mike over here who's the Waddle owner, and he has two cracks at Tua at 106-111. He's not falling in this specific draft. If there was something else I really loved, I think I would just pull the trigger on it. But I'm going to go ahead and lock up the Fields 
and Tua. I do really like that there. Tua's still a few picks past ADP. I get um, my Tyreek Hill stack there, and now I'm done at quarterback with a Fields Tua build. Both of them slightly past ADP. Both of them stacked with their wide receiver ones. Nice pocket of the draft, though, here for quarterbacks. Quarterbacks dropping in this room. Deshaun Watson available, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Easy. No, no cheap Pacheco for you. How do I project the Ravens wide receivers this year? I personally uh, prefer Bateman, then Zay Flowers, then Devin Duvernay, then um, Tylen Wallace, then another guy I can't think of, and then Odell Beckham would be my ranks of the Ravens wide receivers. I think the Odell ADP, I've said it on a lot of shows, I think it's absolutely absurd. I don't think Flowers should be going ahead of Bateman. Um, I, I get why people feel burned by Bateman, hasn't stayed healthy, yada, yada. Um, but I think Bateman, like just looking back at their prospect profile, I think Bateman's a more intriguing player than Zay Flowers. Brian says, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, Brian. You are watching Best Ball Breakfast here every Monday and starting this week, Wednesday, tomorrow, we got the Splash Play doubleheader. So you'll notice a theme here. 10 a.m.s, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're drafting. Monday, Best Ball Breakfast solo. Tuesday, Splash Play doubleheader with Spags. Wednesday, unveiling the new Best Ball Breakfast with Pat Corain and Sean Siegel. Back-to-back drafts with the champ and the godfather of Zero RB. Do you think Michael Thomas bounces back? I'm not a Michael Thomas guy. I've taken him a couple times because he'll fall in that. He's basically in that wide receiver purgatory between like the cliff right after the Sutton Bateman group. And then before the like, now it's really gross, Tyler Boyd, Jacoby Myers, Juju. He like lives in that limbo there. Um, so sometimes if I'm setting up like a Derek Carr backdoor stack and he falls past ADP, I'll take him, but he is not a quote unquote priority target for me. What What's my rule? One dolphin in every draft, one dolphin in every draft, Devin A. Chain slides six packs, six picks past ADP, and we have a Miami bet going here. Seems like the click. I think um, if I didn't have the correlation there, I probably would just take the ADP value, the bigger ADP value in AJ Dillon. But having this Baltimore-Miami thing going, we're going to grab A-Chain at pick 117. So we now have two running backs here. This is the nice thing about when zero RB lines up with the draft room is like the pockets of value in the draft also line up with your structural needs. So obviously now five wide receivers that I had through 76 picks. I now want to make sure I have some running back upside here in this range in the ninth through 12th, 13th round is a pretty ripe range for that. So nice to see that coming together. Oh, God, Chipsy. Worst ADP, Sky Moore last year, Odell this year. It, it has to be Odell. Because at least with Sky Moore, you're making a bet on an archetype that has historically outperformed ADP, right? A rookie wide receiver with good draft capital going to a top team. 
That has been a nice archetype. Sky Moore's ADP relative to Garrett Wilson's last year was egregious. And as much as it was a bit, uh, the Sky Moore stuff, I mean, we said it multiple times on shows. Like Garrett Wilson should not be going behind Sky Moore. So at least you can hang your hat on that archetype. Uh, you know, Sam Jalen Waddle was going in a similar range as Sky Moore was two years previously. Let me make a pick here. All right, let's do the same thing. We got the A-chain with Tua. Let's go ahead and grab Khalil Herbert with this bill stack we're building out. Um, but Odell Beckham, this archetype of an older player coming off a year-long absence to a team that's going to run the ball a ton where he's realistic, like at best case scenario, at be if you want to say he's ahead of Zay Flowers to start the season, and I'm being so fucking charitable with that too, he's still the third option on a run-heavy team. And I think he's more likely the fourth option. You are going to absolutely have to sun-run red zone fades, which I don't even think is going to be a big thing of the Ravens' playbook for him to pay off that ADP. Like, the amount of needles you have to thread. What do they say in the Bible? It's easier for a rich man to go through the eye of a needle. Or, no, sorry, I'm not butchering my parable. <coughs> It's easier for a camel to crawl through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. I believe that's what I was going for. The amount that the needle that Odell Beckham has to crawl through is just microscopically small to pay that off. I have faith in Todd Munkin. I have faith in Todd Munkin for Lamar Jackson. I have faith in Munkin for Rashad Bateman and Zay Flowers and Devin Duvernay. I do not have faith in Odell Beckham. Guys, this isn't a Ravens passing thing. I, that's just one of the elements of the pie. The whole point is if that pass game elevates, there's going to be three to four beneficiaries before Odell Beckham. Like, how do you, are you, do you guys think this is 2014? That Odell Beckham's going to be taking a five-yard slant to the house? <laughs> the guy hasn't played football for like two fucking years. Even, even this one, and I know Chipsy's joking, but it is a lot harder to do the what if he's the guy you need with older veterans. You can go look at the year-over-year -year data. I did a video on this last year on the Deposit Kingdom channel, the players to target, rookie production, and second-year production increases as the season goes on while veteran production tails off. And the veteran production at wide receiver was the positional cohort that tails off the most. So even though the argument is true, right? Anyone can score two touchdowns in week 17. It's a thinner bet on older veteran players. I like the week 17 arguments far more for rookies whose role could actually increase as the season progresses. Shit, you're right. I'm forgetting to factor swag and dog in them to your projections. I just, I guess what I'm so confused about is his ADP. I just, like if people were just taking, I literally would have zero rants about Odell if he was even like a 16th pick. If he was this guy that you were just tacking on in that flyer territory. What's his fucking ADP? He's already off the board. Pick 109. 
That's insane. Ah, long care. I wanted a little Kendra Miller there. I wanted it. Damn, Kendra Miller would have been a smash. Let's just go ahead and get our Cole Komet stacked up here. There's no Dolphins tight end. Sorry, Durham Smythe. All right, we'll do Cole Komet. And now we're done at quarterback and tight end. Pang Picks, would you rather Michael Thomas or Odell? Michael Thomas, not even close. Cost adjusted in a vacuum while eating green, green eggs and ham. Would you rather draft Odell wide receiver four or five or Tom Brady QB three? Tom Brady QB three. The opportunity cost. Tom Brady is an eight in, in this scenario would be an uh would be the last pick in my draft. Do you know who won a million dollars with an 18th round QB who did nothing for him last year? King Capital. Dude drafted Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, and then took Davis Mills as his 18th round quarterback and won a million. I can win a million with Tom Brady as my QB3. You're not winning a million with Odell as your wide receiver four. Yeah, and that is... if I do think you're in a trap if you are hanging your hat exclusively on his contract. But that would be, if I was trying to argue for Odell, that would be one of my prime talking points. This is a good question, Gavin. At what point does best ball breakfast turn into best ball brunch? I mean, here's the thing. I guess for the East Coasters, it's 11.38 a.m. But for, you know, the West Coasters, it's still only 8.38. So I think we're still prime breakfast territory. Do we do a little hand-cucking here? Lots of hand-cucking options. In, might, might just end up cornering the market. So, yeah. These are the times where I'm okay doing it. Past ADP, made a big bet. I'm going to take Roshan Johnson. I don't necessarily think his and Herbert's production is mutually exclusive or that one needs an injury to benefit. Our team right now through 13 rounds, Justin Fields and Tua, running backs Isaiah Pacheco, Devin A. Chain, Khalil Herber, and Roshan Johnson, all after ADP, mind you. Wide receivers still stuck at five after ripping wide receivers early, which I think is completely fine. Tyree Kill, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, George Pickens, Quentin Johnston, tight ends, Mark Andrews, and Cole Komet. I know this is hard for you to realize. Touch a green. Never meet your heroes. They might turn out to be a handcuffed guy. Who won the two million, Tom Brady? Or did Jones outscore him? What a year last year for late round quarterback. Davis Mills and Tom Brady combining for three million in winnings. What's my Richie James exposure? I have no idea. I'll look it up for you though. Like zero. I haven't had a lot of Mahomes teams 
So I haven't been in like the backdoor Mahomes stack market. FF Doom, would you consider handcucking the Philly dudes like Swift, Penny, Penny Gainwell, etc.? Yeah, I, I've done it. Um, I, I I don't mind the thought. Like, I have definitely evolved on this too. I I will completely admit I used to be a staunch handcucking's bad, take off the condom, um, and now. I've opened up my mind to it. Not even like the uniqueness element. I know there was some conversation on that last year of like, what if Dalvin Cook is the guy who gets you there to like week 16 and then he gets hurt and then you're the one Dalvin Cook team who has Alexander Madison who's live. So you like snuck through this unique player. I get that logic. I'm willing to galaxy brain with the best of them. That's not like how I've seen the light. It more so has been one, Leone has looked at data with this and the players who do have different types of roles in the backfield, like a Rashad Penny and a DeAndre Swift, where one's gonna be a pass catching back, one's gonna be the short yardage between the tackles guy, where they're gonna be on the field a lot independent of what the other person is doing. In those cases, if you're getting those guys at value or you're building out a team bet, I do think just making the macro correlation bet holds true there. I'm not going to push it so far as taking uh, a third back, though. Although I might go double. I could go double um, Dolphins. Let's see here. I also need some more wide receivers. I don't mind Rondell Moore. Don't end up with a lot of him. We have uh, two correlations here. We have... um, the Eagles play Chicago in week 16. We have a big Chicago bet. And then we have the Eagles versus the Cardinals uh, in week 17 there. So get kind of a double correlation boost with Rondell Moore. And this felt like a little flat pocket here at running back. And then I can see which one of these running backs I want coming up in the 15th. So through 14 rounds, Fields Tua at quarterback, Pacheco, A-Chain, Herbert, Roshan Johnson, at running back, wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, George Pickens, Quentin Johnston, Rondell Moore, a little ahead of ADP as wide receivers fly off the shelves. Mark Andrews, Cole Komet at tight end. Sags, uh, how do the office hours work in Discord? Yeah, so you're rec- referencing the office hours I do in the Fantasy Life Discord. I do those every Tuesday at, uh, what time do I do them at? I believe it's 3 p.m., 3.30 p.m. Eastern? 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, there's a channel in there that's office hours. I'm there every Tuesday. You can come in, ask questions ahead of time or in real time. And uh, yeah, I'll chat about whatever, best ball, season long. People ask uh, all kinds of questions in there. All right, do we should, should we do the rare double handcuck? The rare double handcuck. I say we just go for it. We have such big bets on the Bears and the Dolphins already. We're going to do it. There it is. Jeff Wilson and A-Chain, Roshan and Khalil Herbert. The man who used to loathe handcucking, now doing it twice. The handcuck so nice you had to do it twice. Wow. I didn't realize. I look up and I, I find that the chat is just on fire for Richie James. How did I miss this? Caleb says, this draft is the only thing getting me through this Monday at work. Happy to be here for you, Caleb. Like I said, right after this at 12 p.m., head over to ship chasing for ADP chasing. Gretchen Davis will be holding it down, walking through all the latest ADP movements. We will continue to distract you from your work on this Monday morning. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where are the bye week bros? Should I should I do a trial balloon of this one on Twitter? Just post it without saying anything? Like, if you really have to set them up and bait them with the caption. Like, if I tweet this out and I'm just like, just drafted the sickest fucking team ever, dude. And it's like, well, actually, you do have two buys. Actually... This is, this is such a bad take on multiple levels. OBJ is this year's Zay Jones. First of all, for that to even be possible, he would need to be going six rounds later. Zay Jones was a 16th, 17th, 18th round pick. You can't be this year's Zay Jones if you're going eight rounds ahead of where J Zay Jones went last year. Uh-oh. Neil's a bye week, bro. He's going to come after me. They're coming after me. You guys can all stop drafting. I just drafted the winner. No need to draft anymore, guys. I need more coffee. I won this draft. Smirk flame emoji. I busted that ass. <laughs> that one feels a little more weird to read out loud. How's my dinger team doing? I actually think it's doing good, dude. Let me go, uh, let me go look. I think it was doing good. I'm in third. The, my solo team right now is in third. Not too far out of second. There you go. My, my two NHL teams flamed out. I have one team that looks like, oh shit, I dropped a third last night because of fucking, I was in first. Once the once the Lakers and Nuggets play again, I should be good. I got the Jokic-Anthony Davis one going here in the dance. They'll take me to the promised land. They'll take me there. Uh... NorCal Cop Watch. I'm new to best ball drafts, so you're okay putting up a zero at tight end. I am. I am. The uh the so it's basically in week 13, right? I'm gonna sacrifice on average around six to seven points in that spot by taking a zero. That would be about the average tight end score. Hang on, let me make a pick here. Let me make a pick. Let's see here. Let's do let's do Gainwell. This is another example for someone saying you're drafting off of ranks versus um, ADP. Gainwell at ADP looks like Pat's a little lower on him here, but I have this Eagles bet that I'm continuing to build out a little bit more with the Cardinals and with Devonta Smith on this team. Gainwell, I think a nice addition to a zero RB room. Probably needs an injury to really smash, but. I'm always happy to have the next man up in one of the best offenses. But anyways, back to the tight end thing. So it's going to hurt your advance rates. No doubt. Even Liam posted his teams. I forget if he was talking about um, his uh, quarterback buys or if it was tight end buys. And there were two teams that didn't make it because of the zero they had. Or I don't know. He had some threat about it where he lost a couple teams. Like, that's meaningful. Like, Lou, it does definitely hurt your advance rate. I'm not going to argue that. The math makes that pretty clear. But this goes back to the conversation. And I talked about this on the um, 
the stream. Let me make another pick here, and then we can continue to talk. I want to get my Jerome Ford exposure up a little bit, I think. I like Jerome Ford. Um, But this goes back to one of the things that is, is really trickle, tricky about best ball data, and we talked about this on the best ball data bowl stream that I did last week. I, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's titled Decoding Best Ball Data, How to Get Started. But a lot of the data for best ball is not only descriptive, right? It's telling us what happened. It's not predictive, but it is also trying to get us close to the optimal. We're trying to get to what is optimal. What is optimal is very good for providing us guardrails for how to draft relatively smart teams. Drafting optimal does not clear out a path to first place for us. And so this is where the bye week thing stuff comes into play. You are sacrificing, it's very similar to a strategy like in showdown DFS, right? If you leave salary on the table in showdown, you are not drafting optimal. You are sacrificing projected points to get unique. And that's the same thing with this bye week stuff. You are sacrificing projected points and getting close to the optimal when you do something like that, but you are pulling additional levers that I think are going to help give you more outs to first place. One, you're getting a uniqueness element. A lot of people will avoid tight ends with the same buy. So if you sneak in, like in this case, a Mark Andrews and Cole Komet team to the playoffs, that is going to be a very unique combinatorial pairing. So that's one element of it. And two, you are just be getting yourself on a differentiated overall path to, to constructions there too. So if you're saying to me, all I have to do is sacrifice six points, it's going to slightly hurt my playoff advance rate, but it is going to allow me to pull other levels, levers that will more help me ratchet myself up to first place. That's a trade-off I'm personally willing to have. The counter argument to that is advance rates, all that matters. You just need to get as many bullets into the playoffs. People can have that argument. I think it makes a lot of logical sense to me. But I don't think always trying to draft optimally is positioning yourself to win first place. That's how I feel about it. And it also goes back to a lot of the times if you draft a team that Twitter loves, it's because you drafted close to the optimal. Two double stacks with a bring back. No buys. Week 17 correlation feathered in. I like drafting those teams too, but I just think we need to be very honest with ourselves that drafting optimally is not necessarily drafting to get first place. And this conversation plays itself out in poker and other stuff. There's the GTO strat, game theory optimal versus an exploitative strat. And when you do weird things that the field isn't doing, you are exploiting them and giving yourself a chance to jump them when the optimal fails. We got one more pick here. We're at a 2762. Nez would go with a gross eight running back build here, wouldn't you, Nez? What do I need? Someone sent me it. Greg? Greg, I'll check this out in a sec. Going to go sauce on. Is that you, Greg, or is this just another team that's doing something weird? Oh, it's easy. Okay, I'll look at easy in a sec. Why does Why does this team need Richie James so bad? 
Do I have any Galaxy Brain stacks? Do I need any Galaxy Brain bringbacks? What do we need here? What do we need? How about this? How about this for a little Galaxy Brain? We don't have an Atlanta bringback. I do love Matt Collins as a late round dart. And he's not even that fun to stack on Atlanta because you're not doing a lot of Ritter stuff. So I'm just not going to end up with a lot of Matt Collins. This feels like a good time. I want to get to seven wide receivers. Matt Collins, I know, has access to a big ceiling. Anytime you can get the fourth pass catching option on an Arthur Smith offense, you got to do it. I beat you to the comment. I beat you to the comment. But I did want to get a little uh, Week 17 bring back for this big Chicago bet. Mr. Mister, you and me, lockstep. Matt Collins, come on down. So let's uh, let's look at this team, and then we will we'll roast easy. All right, so we have a two seven seven two, Justin Fields and Tua. We have a seven running back room, a true zero RB room for me. First running back taken at pick ninety three. Isaiah Pacheco kicks things off. We ended up with a double handcuffing room: Devin A Chain and Jeff Wilson. A Chain. Past ADP, Wilson at ADP. Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson together, but both past ADP. Kenneth Gainwell at ADP and Jerome Ford. Um, I, I like this zero RB room. Pacheco, A-Chain, Herbert, Roshan, Jeff Wilson, Kenneth Gainwell, Ford. Nice blend of rookies, of handcuffs, of pass-catching guys, of guys in good offenses. A lot of good ambiguity here that could break our way. Wide receiver, we ripped it out of the gate. Tyree Kill, Devonta Smith, DJ Moore, George Pickens, Quentin Johnston. Obviously, our alphas are stacked. Tyree Kill with Tua, DJ with Fields. Then we tacked on a couple guys for correlation purposes at the end to get us to seven. Rondell Moore, a little mini Philadelphia stack there in week 17 with Gainwell and Devonta. And then Mac Collins as our Falcons galaxy brain bring back with our big Bears bet. And then two tight ends have the same bye week. So this team is dead. It was all fun and games until I took Mark Andrews and Cole Komet together. But Mark Andrews, of course, are week 17 bring back with the Dolphins. So as far as like the levers that I like to pull in a draft, and I know there's lots of uh, pyramid charts out there these days uh, about all of the things that are important with drafting. I feel like I hit most of those, got my correlations, got my stacking, got my team correlation level bets, got a lot of ADP value, got a structure that I still think is probably underutilized by the field. And I say that because even as a zero RB guy, I found myself doing a lot of third round anchor running back starts. So I like this team i do need to check out greg sent in wants us to see team two here all right easy went jamar chase t higgins and then gets fifth round joe burrow always like that also gets anchor running back in the third derrick henry and the elite tight end george kittle through five rounds no notes premium double stack uh anchor running back elite tight end elite quarterback then continues to piss with Jahan dotson and marquise brown Takes James Cook and Kamara. I'm not a Kamara guy, but I certainly see it uh, as a third running back. Rashi Rice, a bring back on the Cincy stack. Nico Collins there at 122. The avalanche is coming. Got to reach a little bit on it. Takes tight end to Dalton Schultz there as he builds out a Houston bet. Grabs a Dolphin running back. Dolphin running back in every draft. I like it. Tank Bigsby there. CJ Stroud for the second QB paired up with uh, Dalton and Nico. 
Richie James to the fan favorite of the chat, so you're going to win that. Ooh, okay. I guess I don't know why this team needs Brock Purdy. I get the third stack there. I guess I guess CJ Stroud's thin enough that a, that a Stroud Purdy makes sense. And then Trevion Williams there to tack on um, another bangle. I don't have any notes. Easy's a good drafter. He knows what he's doing. Um, three, six, seven, two. I think the one argument I would maybe make is this feels a smidge light on wide receiver. I think I go, I think I rock this as a five RB room and go eight wide receivers. Again, we're just picking nits, um, but obviously a nice team. Nice team. Yeah, I go Travion Williams to another, uh, maybe uh, another wide receiver there. That's my only thought. Hmm. Thank you, Matthew. Um, Mike says, we're super late. Thoughts on the first team? I got to get going. It's all right, man. I've been doing this stream for two hours and you guys are, want me to sauce your teams for free. No, you got to pay up. Like Greg wanted me to sauce Easy's team. I did, Sorry, Easy. I, I, you know, I, or, uh, Greg, I wanted to roast him, but I like the team. I like the team. Um, all right, guys. Appreciate you. Head over to Ship Chasing right now. ADP Chasing is kicking off in three minutes. I'll be back here tomorrow on the channel at 10 a.m. for a splash play double header. And then, like I said, Wednesday, debuting a new best ball breakfast double block, drafting with the champ and Sean Siegel. Very much looking forward to that. Good job in the chat today. Um, Ed Garvey, we love you, man. Rest in peace. A lot of good people on that best ball plane that he crashed into the Hudson. We'll all try to do better next time. For Peter, I will see you guys.